This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast, the final one of 2021. It is December the 31st and we're going to start off today by chatting about your plans for tonight as Boris Johnson urges us to take a Covid test before going out to celebrate the new year. That's despite the fact that there's an ongoing shortage of kits at the moment along with appointments. Well, in his New Year message, the Prime Minister has also hailed the success of the vaccine rollout and praised the public for responding heroically by getting vaccinated. Whatever the anxieties we may have about the weeks and months ahead, particularly about Omicron and the growing numbers in hospitals, we can say one thing with certainty. Our position this December the 31st is incomparably better than last year. The government has also said it's met its target of offering a booster jab to every adult in England by today. So, despite no restrictions being in place in England tonight, will you be going out or staying in this New Year's Eve? Events across the country to mark the start of 2022 have been scaled back and it's feared the hospitality industry could again suffer. A survey by a food and drink promoter covering Medway and Gravesend has found that more than eight in ten of us are planning to stay at home tonight. Michael Kill is head of the Nighttime Industries Association. He says it's been a tough few weeks for the industry as the Omicron variant cancelled many people's plans. A recent survey that we've done has seen that pretty much every unit um, uh, out there has lost about 50, 46 to £50,000 in sales and uh, bookings. Uh, many of them are already over £200,000 worth of uh, debts. So they're, they're, they're huge sort of overburdened. They've already committed to their staff and their stock over this period. So it was going to be a very sort of fragile, precarious position that many have been placed in. And many have said that, uh, you know, without a doubt in the, in the last week, if there is no sort of certainty in terms of direction or further support, given the fact that the support that's been presented by the Chancellor is just a drop in the ocean, then we will see more than a third of them go to the wall within the next month. So it was a hugely concerning uh, narrative uh, that was presented, but but this is um, some level of light at the end of the tunnel. New Year's Eve, um, for some, everyone is trying to scramble around and, and make the most out of New Year's Eve or this period, but but having the late notice that we've had has, has made it very difficult. Um, and, and, you know, for, for us, we're just, we're just trying to do the best that we can. We, we're not taking away from the responsibility in terms of the public health position, but as you can understand, we're just trying to survive. And over the last three weeks, which are the sort of pivotal period for us to make money, to build up our cash reserves to survive in January and February, they have seen a huge dent. So I believe that we've still got a long road ahead and there's still some work that the government needs to do, not only in terms of giving confidence and taking away the uncertainty, but there is a potential that we're going to need further support leading into January, February and March, given the late notice on this and the challenges we've had over the last three weeks, which have been fundamental to our survival. You can let us know what you're planning on doing tonight by 
by voting in our poll on our story at Kent Online and commenting on our question on Facebook. Staying with COVID and a vaccination hub in Ramsgate that was recently visited by Boris Johnson is being relocated. More than 200,000 jabs have been given at the Saga building on Hayne Road over the past year. From January the 15th, the facility will be moved to an empty PC World store in Westwood Cross. And anti-vaxxers have staged a protest outside a Kent theatre ahead of a panto, shouting at families and police. They gathered near the Hazlitt in Maidstone ahead of yesterday's matinee performance of Jack and the Beanstalk. Officers have confirmed they attended and gave advice to those present. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and a man's been arrested after a woman was raped in a cemetery in Barming. It happened on Tuesday afternoon and police are trying to trace a woman seen walking two dogs in the area at the time who may have information. The man's been released on bail while investigations continue. A safe has been stolen from a hotel in Margate. Three men are said to have taken it from the Smith Court Hotel on Eastern Esplanade on Boxing Day. Two days earlier, the same building's CCTV systems have been targeted. A teenager's been punched and had a vape stolen while walking down an alleyway in Folkestone. The victim was approached by three people who searched his pockets. Follow Kent Online on socials to see their descriptions. A woman's been rescued from a fire at a block of flats in Margate. Crews were called to approach road just after five yesterday evening and spent around three hours at the scene. It's not known yet how the fire started. Now, a couple who live in Ramsgate have denied flooding their neighbour's alleyway and putting barbed wire on a garden fence as part of a harassment campaign. Well, Ollie joins me now to talk through this one. Ollie, what are the details? Yeah, so Sandra Durden, who's 58, and 62-year-old Trevor Dempsey are also alleged to have erected props and dolls, put up a piece of black felt with colourful paint on it, and parked vehicles on Joanne Shreve's driveway in Chingford, which is in East London. The campaign is said to have lasted more than a year. As you say, the pair now live in Ramsgate, but pleaded not guilty to a charge of harassment when they appeared together in the dock at Thames Magistrates Court in Bow. So when is all this alleged to have happened then? Well, it's claimed the campaign started in June last year and carried on until this August. Miss Durden is also accused of destroying a £1,350 CCTV camera belonging to the victim in May 2021 and has pleaded not guilty to a charge of criminal damage. She and Dempsey have been released on bail and are due to appear for a two-day trial at Stratford Magistrates Court in East London from April 11. Thanks ever so much, Ollie. We will, of course, keep you updated on the case. The Kent Online Podcast with Ballin Maidstone. The Archbishop of Canterbury is urging us to think more about each other as we head into the new year. Justin Welby says many people will be starting 2022 grieving for someone lost to COVID as the pandemic continues. He's been speaking to the Kent Online podcast. The thing that's much on my heart at the moment is, is the need for us to be kind to one another. and conscious of one another's vulnerabilities and needs. Yes, we have to be very truthful in politics and everywhere else. Yes, we have to be accountable where we get things wrong. But we've lost the ability to be forgiving and kind in many ways. And I think there are so many people, and you've been asking about them, talking about them, who after COVID and so on are are in grief, And the new year is just another moment where there's an empty chair. Um, 
I think the message is be kind. There's a fabulous, sorry, keep going back to the Bible. It's sort of what I do. But there's a fabulous um, passage, some words of Jesus called the Beatitudes. And he said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted in that. Who comforts them? It's other people um, who are just with them and listening. I just remember from many years ago, a deep time of bereavement and loss, um, the difference it made having friends. They're still friends today. Um, they're still really special to us today. I can think as a parish priest of uh, the parish I was in where people would visit, regularly visit people who'd been bereaved and the comfort that gave. So let's be kind and compassionate. You can't always give money and things. And time is often pressing, but you, it is amazing the difference it makes when someone pops by um, you know, you open the door and they say, I'm not going to take up your time. Um, I just wanted to find out how you were. Are you all right? And that kind of kindness or the quick note to someone. Um, I know you've had a rough time. I know you've been, you know, you've been in the press. It might be a local council who said something daft. And uh, uh, instead of judging them, let's be kind. When they say, hands up, got it wrong, really sorry. Let's say, fine, we all make mistakes, move on. It's thought a new £2 million cycle route linking Canterbury and Herne Bay will bring more tourists to the seaside town. It could take up to five years to create the route, which is being seen as the area's answer to the popular Crab and Winkle Way, which runs from Whitstable to the city. If eventually completed, it would run from the former Herne Bay golf course to the Uni of Kent via Blean Woods. And the RSPCA's revealed details of their strangest animal rescues from 2021, including a poor fox cub that got stuck in a duck-shaped planter in a Faversham garden and a squirrel caught in a bird feeder in Ashford. Well, the charity's received more than 8,500 calls to its hotline this year. You can read about those rescues and see pictures of them at Kent Online. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham kick off the new year with a trip to MK Dons this weekend. It'll be their first game since December the 11th after fixtures over Christmas were postponed because of COVID outbreaks. The Jills are currently in the League One relegation zone while tomorrow's opposition are pushing for a play off place. Manager Steve Evans has been speaking to Tommaso Domidio from our colleagues at KMTV. Last time we spoke, obviously we, we mentioned all the injuries you've had, all the players that were perhaps playing even too much because of the injuries. Did it did it help somehow to, to give some rest perhaps to those players? Yeah, I think it's a good point, Thomas. I think there will be players who were going out there Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, some having to play with little, what you call little niggly injuries, which means you're probably 80% fit, but you have to play because the option that we would have had as a management team was turning to the academy for another kid. And uh, we, you know, we're already in trouble. So it's it's given those players the opportunity to get fresh again. And um, and it's given the opportunity for players that had a little knock or a knock to get some time back on the grass speed before we head to Milton Keynes tomorrow. Do you, as a manager, do you do you fear do you fear that football could stop could stop again because of of, of COVID or, or or not? No, I think I think we're we're probably 
when you turn into the new year, and I think there'll be a bit of a spike because the, the government has left the country open a little bit. But I think now we're starting to see that this Omicron virus is is not is not as severe, it's not causing uh, as many problems to the nation as, as what the Delta variant was. And when you when I read the newspapers this morning and it's it's granted it's only snippets from the the head medical people in the country, but it's it's promising news. It is much less much less people going to hospital and the people that Indeed, as, as our Prime Minister said, the people that are heading to hospital, Thomas, are the people that's not been vaccinated in. I don't care what brick you've been lying under for the last 18, 19 months. If you've not made the decision to protect yourself and your family by getting the virus, then you must live in a different planet to me, completely different planet. I think it's, it's saved millions of lives. It could have wiped it out if we hadn't had these vaccines and, and we owe an enormous debt to our um, National Health Service and staff uh, all around, not just in this country, all around the world, whatever their national health service is in every country, um, we owe them um, a great debt because without them leading this, we don't, this planet would have a problem. And let's finish on, on a more positive note. Um, what, what are your hopes for, for the new year starting Saturday tomorrow? We've got to win some football matches as a, as a, as a team, as a, as a management team as well. We're, we're normally stronger in the second half of the season every Every year, statistically, certainly says my teams have been stronger. So we will be stronger, providing we've, we've got the injuries cleared up a little bit and providing we can do one or two little bits of business. And it is only one or two bits of business. Um, in January, then we'll, we'll win football matches. But the hope is that, that everyone goes through 2022 as, as safely as they can and no one has to uh, get that phone call when they've lost loved ones. So... From my point of view, it's, it's outside of footballers wishing everyone health and happiness. And inside of footballers, let's win some games. Kickoff tomorrow is at three and you'll be able to follow the match action as it happens at Kent Online. Well, that's all from us for today and for this year, in fact. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the new ad-free Kent Online premium site. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Wishing you a very happy new year. We'll be back in 2022. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.